Well, welcome back, everybody, <laughs> uh, to the Human Podcast. It has been a while, uh, and a lot has changed. Um, yeah, a little update on our lives right now. Um, we ended up, what, since our last podcast, we moved to Virginia. Um, we lived in Virginia for almost like two years. Moved four times while we were in we Virginia. Moved like four times. <laughs> uh, went through tons of different job changes, at least me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you worked at a college. I was managing and uh, we had a baby. Yes. Um, and then the pandemic and all that other crap. So it has been a long time. I'm excited to be back, and what uh you know, there's no better way to come back than for me and Samantha to come on here and talk about like becoming parents. So the um title of this episode is going to be becoming parents. So we're I guess we'll just hop right into it. So let's start off I guess with um the pregnancy and like when you first found out, how did that feel? Ah, uh, I'm crazy, scary, amazing. Um, we were about two weeks back from our cruise that we went on with my family. And the night before I was drinking with my friend and my (laughs) thought was if I do not get my time of the month by tomorrow, I'm taking a pregnancy test. Like something felt different, off, weird. Like I wasn't crampy. I had no symptoms of it. So I was like, let's just do it. Shakim was at work. Um, So I woke up, I took it, and it was positive. (laughs) I cried. I took another one. It was positive. I cried. I stared at myself in the mirror like, what? 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 No. I didn't know what to do. Um, So I took my butt to work. I didn't want to tell anyone. (laughs) I didn't want to say anything. I wanted Shaq him to be the first one to know. Um, went to work happy at this point now, ecstatic, like, oh my God, I'm carrying our child. Um, and then my next thought was, how do I tell him? What do I do? I don't want to do something like there's a bun in the oven, like go look at it. (laughs) Um, but what I ended up doing was pretty stupid as well. So you came home from work that day. Side note, mind you, (laughs) she was texting me and she was being so nice she like look she's already a nice person <laughs> but she was being so nice she was like sending me all these hearts and kissy faces and i was happy i love you i'm like what is going on like i didn't know I, I was just so confused i was like well this is you know this is nice but she's always i'll be honest like you're always like that <laughs> but it was like times it was 10. extra it was like it was a, i mean i just found out okay it was no, extra. no no i just <laughs> i just had to put that in there but go ahead um so uh, when you got home from work i told you to close your eyes mm-hmm. and you said that's fine i know this apartment like the back of my hand i know where i'm going and you were acting all big and tough like you knew what was happening and i had the pregnancy test in my back pocket and i walked you in and I put your hands on my stomach, and you knew immediately. Immediately, you knew. <laughs> um, and you freaked out a little bit. You were, it was, you know, the reaction that I would want from you because I was nervous. You mm. know, we were states away from our family. We yeah. didn't know 
like where this would take us what we were going to do like financially we were okay we lived on our own like everything was great we had stable jobs but there's still always that fear of like this is a big step and this is a big next step um and you gave me a reaction that I knew we would be safe I knew that the future of our child was going to be a phenomenal one um and I already knew from a long time before that pregnancy test turned up positive that you were going to be an exceptional father. So I was excited. Exceptional. Um, exceptional. <laughs> so I was excited and I was happy. Um, and then what, like a week, two weeks later? Yeah. The pandemic hit and the world shut yeah. down. And, and we, we, what did we, we had, I don't know if you said this, but we had vacationed mm-hmm. just before that. And we were hearing things about COVID, but we didn't. We, we thought were, it was we, a joke. We were like, no way this will reach America type mm-hmm. thing. Like, And on the cruise, they were hand sanitizing and all that. But nobody was wearing masks. Nobody was doing anything. Everybody was living their regular lives. We were hugging people, touching people, mm-hmm. and then found out you were pregnant how many weeks later off of the cruise? I think like two weeks. So two weeks off of the cruise. Maybe maybe four. And then... Two to four. We find out you're pregnant, and then what? Two, two more weeks, weeks after. later? Like, yeah. so a full month, and then, the, then you know, the pandemic happened, and mm-hmm. it was like locked down. And um, so, side note, oh yeah, because I know what you're about to say. <laughs> Navi is not a fucking uh, COVID baby, okay? She's I was not, not going to say no. that. <laughs> well, I'm going to say it. She's not a fucking COVID baby. Uh, we did not have her during the pandemic. Well, she was born during she the was, pandemic. Uh, yeah, she but was. But conception. Conception. That shit happened on the cruise. So. <laughs> All uh, right, but what I was going to say was... Luckily, Shaquem wasn't as lucky in this department, but my college that I worked at shut down. Mm -hmm. So literally, as I was getting the symptoms of all-day sickness, it wasn't just morning sickness. I was sick all day. Like It felt like all day, every day. It was terrible. There was construction going outside in our apartment. Shaquem came home from work one day. I was literally balled up in the closet. Yeah. Just so it was dark and it was the farthest point away from where the construction was yeah, out of was, our apartment. It was awful. Um, the first trimester was crap. Yeah, first <laughs> trimester say. was definitely you know. Uh, pretty, I was mean. Pretty shitty. I she was no, mean. you weren't. You weren't mean. She was mean for a good day or two. <laughs> there was like a good two day period where I was like rethinking shit. I was like, hold up, <laughs> dude, what is going on? She was so so mean um like i i opened the door like i woke up one morning and she didn't get out of bed and i'm sitting out you know we have a what a, a close to a thousand square foot apartment so it's mm-hmm. not huge and it was pretty much shaped like a big rectangle with a bedroom at the end of it um and you had to go through our bedroom to get to the bathroom so i'm sitting just like right you know on the other side of the door and then an hour goes by, so I go in and I check on her. It looks like she's still sleeping. More hours go by, and I'm like, whoa, I'm getting kind of hungry. Like, I probably woke up at 9-ish, and now it's like 12 o'clock. And I'm like, dude, she's still just in the room? Like, is she cool? So I go in and check on her. She's up. 
And I go, um, hey, I'm going to make some food. Uh, you want anything? And she just goes, nope. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I shut the door and I made myself some food. Came back maybe 30, 40 minutes later. Came in. I checked on her and I said, hey, you good? Is everything all right? And she looks up and she goes, yep, I'm good. <laughs> and I was like, Okay. So then I hormones, people, hormones. <laughs> I checked on her again, and the same thing. She just looks at me and she goes, "Yep, fine." <laughs> I was like, "All right, all right, I'm gonna go and take a walk because I don't know what's going on." So then I go outside and I take a walk. Five minutes later, <laughs> I can see the lights and everything on in the apartment, uh, and she's playing Overwatch with my and friends. Shout out to laughing. Ninja. Oh, shout out to Ninja. <laughs> um, she's laughing. And cracking jokes. So I take this super long walk because I'm like, I need to clear my head. I don't know what's going on. Um, and I just walked around for a while. I come back in the apartment and she's cracking up. She's got her headset on so she can't hear that I just came in the apartment. She's cracking up, laughing. A whole new person. I'm like, you can't even tell she's going through anything right now. So then I'm like, I go up to her and I can't even remember what I said. I like, Something about we need to talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, uh, like, because by then, by that time, I was like, okay, she was acting like that to me. Like, we need to talk. Mm-hmm. Like, because, you you know, you were, on the, you were on the game, and I was like, no, no way. We need to talk. We need to get this straightened out because that, that, was the that only stuff time. was stressing me out. But that was the only time. And then yeah. we had a conversation about it, and that was pretty much it. Like, yeah. we had a convo. I think you cried, and I don't even, <sighs> I don't know if I was, I don't know if I was being mean or anything, but I was like, look. Look, I'm be here for you, <laughs> but like you're you're being so mean to me, and then you get on a video game, and yeah. you know um, you're like busting it up. And when I came in and I asked her, I was something, having a great time. She was like, she was acting the exact same way. So that's when I was like, okay, so she's just doing this to me, like she's just I'm being a, a, an asshole to me. Um, so we had a convo, and it was not even a long conversation. We just had a convo about how I'm feeling and about how you feeling. And you probably probably cried because you were very emotional. And then that was probably it. That was like mm-hmm. the only time you were mean. And then the rest of the pregnancy was pretty great after yeah. that. After um, the first trimester. Literally was, as soon as the first trimester ended, I got migraines. You got migraine one time because I fed you like some steak and potatoes. And you woofed oh, it. Oh, I ate. Oh, my you God. You woofed that food I got so, so It like, was so good. Because like, I, I didn't this eat. Steak like, dinner. It was so hard for me to eat during the first trimester. Yeah. Like I ate the weirdest things. I would have I would well since I didn't have work, I would mm-hmm. be up till like three, four AM every day and I would literally make like deviled eggs and pickles. Yeah. Like, deviled that's eggs what and pickles. I would eat. And like <laughs> while Shotgun was sleeping. Apples and <laughs> peanut apples, butter. I loved apples. No, 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 no peanut, peanut butter, butter. Just, just apples. apples. Just yep. apples, yeah. Apples, um, peanut butter no, apples, deviled eggs and pickles. <laughs> that was like the that was the food she was the eating. Go-to. And now Navi loves pickles. She, she just, does. She only make a face. Well, um, well continue. We'll yeah, um, we'll bring up Navi in a bit. Yeah. But the rest of the pregnancy was pretty great. Um, we kept the gender of our baby a, a secret. Well, we yeah, didn't, we even didn't even know. Even know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but to me, I just thought this was going to be like, you don't get any more true surprises. And I wanted it to be a surprise. And it was fun. Like, 
I thought I swore we were having a boy the entire time. Look, I already knew. Shaquem knew we were having a girl the entire time. I already knew. But it was fun. It was friendly competition, you know. And it was just, it, it made the experience more enjoyable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the pregnancy was, in my opinion, from the outside, looking at I'm not you. But I think, I mean, you had a glow. You were happy. The pandemic was doing you well. Oh, yes. You got to sleep in and play video games as much as you yes. wanted. Shout um, out to Sweetbriar. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Sweetbriar College, Jody. And we Olivia, moved. Olivia, you know what's up. Oh. <laughs> we moved like three or four times, and I didn't lift a finger. Yeah, she didn't lift a finger. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the birth. Let's yeah, get there. I yeah. mean, the second and third trimester, it was just so, you're getting bigger. I was literally getting bigger. Harder to move. Mm-hmm. I looked like a thumb. From the side, yeah. From the back, you couldn't even tell her, I was her pregnant. Her belly looked like this from the side. <laughs> it was just a, a thumb. Um, um, Nobby was, well, yeah. Let's, uh, yeah. You know, the birth was. I mean, the uh, the pregnancy was the pregnancy. You, you face normal things, like you're going through normal things. I guess we'll kind of skip towards that. Uh, we're kind of we're we, we're on a time slot here that we want to meet, so we're gonna skip to uh, the the when Nitty you told gritty. me you were. Going uh, into labor. Going into labor. Yeah. So it was about 2 a.m. on Saturday morning. So Friday evening, Saturday morning, 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. I was playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yes. I was sitting on a yoga birthing ball and I was like, hold up. I've never felt this before. Yeah. And, and I was you like, were okay. getting the Braxton Hicks. What yeah, Braxton Hicks contractions. Yeah, first you were getting those. So I was like, okay, maybe these are just like those. Like mm-hmm. I took some, I think like the melatonin gummies, like yeah. the calming gummies, and I went to sleep and I was like, they're going to go away. You know, these come and go until they start like coming at intervals and they get stronger. Like we're good, we're good. Um, So I go to sleep. I barely slept. Because those contractions were continuing. And by the time you woke up, I was staring at you. You literally woke up and turned around, and I was just like, it's time. Did you say that? I don't know. I think I said, I think I'm in labor. Yeah. Like, I think I'm going into labor. And you were like, oh, we'll call the midwife. Like, I'm going to go to work. We're going to see what happens. Well, I didn't know. I don't know. If we I didn't. Like, we hey, don't know what work. labor was. Yeah, we, so, but you were scheduled, so. So I was scheduled, and I was like, "Well, let me go and open the store because from what we heard from like our midwife, um, was like early labor. You don't really got to worry about nothing. So yeah. I was like, "Let me just go and drive and open the store up, especially at least. with your first." Yeah. So she was right, and she was absolutely <laughs> right. That was the longest thing in the world. So I just went and I opened up the store, and I think. Bud or Ashton, somebody came in and they kind of took over for me. And you I came, just, you left from like nine to noon. Yeah, like I wasn't there long. No, uh, like maybe two hours or something. And I just yeah. went right home. Um, and then you were upstairs. I was in between laying down yeah, and just taking baths. So my midwife pretty much told me to keep taking like the calming gummies like mm-hmm. and just try and get as much rest as possible if the contractions are continuing to come at those intervals like yeah. and if they are getting stronger just try and rest as much as possible. Um and that she would check back in on me in the afternoon and then later and see what happens. So Saturday by 
when you got back, I think we ended up calling um, your mom, who ended up being our doula. Yeah. Um, so we gave her a call and just let Shout her know. Shout out Mama Anita. Yes. Thank you. If you need a doula, check out Anita Doula. Yes. <laughs> Anita Doula. Like, I need a doula. <laughs> I Do think you they get it? it? <laughs> because it's a really good play on words. It is. But you should check her out. She's yeah. an amazing help. Um, but so she she was already prepared, bags packed, supplies in the car. She was ready to go, hopped in the car. She got to us by probably 10 p.m. Um, and at this point, I was like, ha, 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 this is so much fun. And it was only like 12 hours into yeah, she it. she really drove. Like she drove right six hours. She yep. drove right to us. Um, and then two hours later, our midwife came to the house with the team. So it was like full action. All I remember yeah. was your mom massaging me and like rubbing me with oils and yeah. playing music. And I'm eating pretzel rods on the couch. Like, I'm like, this is easy. Oh, yeah. Boy. You were smiling. I was you in were such like, a good mood. This is great. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. 30 hours later. <laughs> yeah, 36. So, um, well, let's see. They filled up the pool, the birthing tub, got that ready. I remember, so the sun set, the sun ro- rose. Yes. The sun set, the yep. sun rose. And we were And then it was up. Sunday night, and my water still hadn't broken. Dude. Like, this, this child did not, she was happy and content she was she was fine where she was enjoying herself in the womb um and we tried everything they they were doing everything every time i got in the tub like my contractions were like skyrocketed it was unbelievable i swore like she was gonna come out with everyone um shakim was over here holding my hand as i'm like squeezing it like you're talking about in the dozing off, trying to stay awake. Oh yeah, yeah, man. We you were got like, sat on. The midwife sat on his head. Yeah, man. I, they were like, "Yeah, let's go go upstairs and go to sleep." And this was the first night. Yeah. We were was... exhausted already. We mm. had already been up so long. We were both exhausted. I tried to go to sleep and went in the bedroom, and the midwife came in to check on Samantha and legit sat down right on my head. It was dark, granted, but yeah. Yeah, it was funny. Not to me at the time, but no. uh, that's besides the point. So let's get to the – there were some scary moments. Like because you were in labor so long, water wasn't breaking. Exhaustion. The, you know, um, they were trying to get you hydrated too. You were mm-hmm. you, you started like rejecting stuff. And then, I was in a daze at this point. Yeah. Like, we were both probably in some type of daze. You physically and probably mentally was just, mm-hmm. like, just kind of not done, but we were just so tired. It's been almost two days. And I've read things about labor that, like, you're in this, like, drunk, tipsy haze, which I was. Like, yeah. We couldn't have a conversation because I was just so no. – uh, my I mean, body took over. And we were both so exhausted. And that, too. Um, but it got to the point where our midwife was like, listen, we need more technology. You're getting exhausted. Like, yeah. the baby could be stressed right now. Like, I just don't have everything that I wish I had here in your house. Right. And then on top of that, your heart rate was dropping and Navi's, Navi's. heart rate mm-hmm. was dropping. Uh, and that's where I was like, 
I was like, dude. A great big. car ride to the hospital. Yeah. She wanted so, to call an ambulance, and I was like, Mm-mm. We're like, hell no. No. We're not calling no ambulance. We're, we're getting in this car, and we're driving. Look, we already paid you <sighs> how much money? Like three grand. Three grand. Mm-hmm. Now you want us to pay an ambulance and go to the hospital? Yeah. No way. We're, we're getting our asses <laughs> in this car, and we're driving down. Mm-hmm. So I was super scared, dude, like. It was Misha, Kim, and the midwife. And yeah. the midwife's in the back seat telling me to not push. My body is physically trying to push this baby out. Yeah. And I, I was, the only time I screamed was in the car. Yeah, you never, for one, you never thrown up through the whole pregnancy until they were giving you the castor oil. The, the castor oil. Through the whole pregnancy, that. all of the morning sickness and all that. Yeah. She never threw up. And she, you never screamed or anything. You never got like crazy upset about anything. But the mid, we're in the car and the midwife is trying to tell her, like, like, you got to stop pushing. But at this point, it's not Samantha pushing. It's her body pushing. Mm-hmm. And, I, like, you let out this <laughs> demonish. I can't. Like, she was like, I can't. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> just over there, like. I was rushing. <laughs> Mind you, we live in the countryside, right? We lived in Sweetbriar, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And most of you have never heard of that place and will probably never think of that place again in your lives. But the roads were clear. Yeah. Like, there was no, there was barely any cars out. So we had this 20-minute 20 20 drive. drive. And we probably made it there in like 15 minutes. I don't remember. Um, and we get to the hospital and... My water breaks yep. immediately. They asked her like, well, what position are you good at laying in? And she was like, oh, I'm good right here. And she was laying, you were laying on your side. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, okay, what I want you to do is put your leg up. I'm and the like next time you feel it. a contraction, you're going to hug your leg and you're going to push. push at the same time and your water broke immediately and we we're like First dude we weren't even here for 10 minutes yeah we literally pulled up to the hospital at like 702 yep i got in the room by 705 and by 757 she was born yep yeah that's um, probably the timeline of that and w- so let's get your perspective on on that and then we'll kind of circle back to me and then we'll move on so what was the what was that like? Because, hold on, I, I got to say something, too. Through the whole pregnancy, Samantha was saying that she was going to do this naturally, right? Um, and I pay attention to the way that people respond uh, and, and friends and family, and I pay attention to that stuff because it, it really means something to me, people's initial reactions um, on how they, you know, when people believe in you or when they don't believe in you. You were saying that you were going to do this naturally. You had a feeling that you were able and capable of doing it naturally. And almost every single person, I watched almost every single person laugh in her face and tell her that she wasn't going to do it. She was going to be begging for the medicine and and almost every single person. And that upset me a little bit because I was like, I don't think that's right. Like, why? You know, you should be encouraging. We talk about we talk about this shit all the time. We talk about women empowerment uh, and how all of us are struggling in some way, shape or form. You could be black, uh, a woman or whatever. Right. And we should be uplifting each other no matter what we're doing. So I didn't take those things as jokes. I kind of was just sitting there like, that's a little disrespectful, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously 36 hours later, we're in the hospital and her water finally breaks. The doctors or nurses, I don't even know. They start asking Samantha, um, 
do you still want to do this naturally? Because this is pretty much your last chance. Mm-hmm. Like once we start, there is no go- turning back. And I, like, I swear to you, I never trusted a person more in my life. She, you looked at me, you turned around, she looked at me, she looked me right in the eyes. We didn't say, each other, we didn't say anything to each other. And you just turned around and you looked the nurse right in her eyes and you said, I'm doing it naturally. I'm doing it. And I was like, damn. <laughs> I was like, uh, I would have taken the drugs. all the drugs. I would have taken every last drop, give me that sweet nectar. I would have, bruh, I'd have been on the shits. But she looked, she looked in her dead in the eyes and said, no, um, I want to do this naturally. Mm-hmm. That, that was her goal. Burn like all hell. And Yeah. And you... You did it. Yeah. Like. It was worth it, though, um, because I could feel everything. I could control the push. And, like, I didn't know what was coming out. Like, I hope this isn't TMI for anybody. But, like. They listen to a podcast about becoming. Yeah. You guys can grow up a little bit. I didn't know what, like, obviously the head comes out first. But, like, I didn't know if it was just, like, like this part, if her ears were out. Like, if the whole head came out. Like, what was going on. But I was coherent enough to be able to listen to the nurses and the doctors like, all right, slow down, slow down, take a deep breath and then try again, like and then push again. Um, So I didn't poop myself. I didn't tear. I didn't poop. I didn't shit myself. Okay, I didn't shit myself. That's what she meant to say. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't tear like it was literally it took a long time. It probably took. After my water broke, like thirty to forty minutes yeah. for her to actually be like come mm-hmm. out of me, like it, it, and it just wasn't give like and a, take, give and take. It wasn't like a rush either. Like you follow perfect instruction. Yeah. Like they were telling you what to do, and like I was sitting there watching, and I could see, like, the he- like the hair, like Navi's like head head full of hair, and they were like poor. They were dousing her olive in oil. olive oil. I was like, yeah, y'all about to cook some. <laughs> They was dousing her. So <laughs> I saw her hair coming out. But you were following perfect instruction. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, every single time they told you to slow down, I could see the uh, the baby, like, kind of retracting back. And then they would tell you to push again. And so it was perfect instruction. The only thing going on in my head was how the hell is this child breathing if she's stuck in my canal? I kept thinking like, the same thing. I'm like, how is she How breathing? does this work? But I guess... <laughs> Whatever. We're not going to get into the, the science no. of it. I still don't know, but let's. let's but move anyway, on. Um, so it was getting to the the time, and the nurses were like, "Shaka, do you want to catch the baby?" And he was like, "Yeah." And they were like, "Here, put on some gloves." And then I didn't catch the baby. She was born, and they just held her up, and they just gave her out to Samantha. And I was like, "Okay, cool." <gasps> Me with my but visitors he tag. did get to cut the umbilical cord. I did get to do that. That rubbery thing it was the hardest thing i'd ever cut and then i had to birth the placenta which that was probably not fun it was weird yeah it was just very weird yeah (laughs) for all the women like if you ever had um like a large flow in your period and you get like those big globs of blood like that's kind of what it felt like anyway we're not going to go too much into that because um nobody needs to hear about the birthing of the placenta so um, um do you want to discuss quickly at all before we go into questions or 
Yeah. Because we're going to have to go through those I guess, quick. like, the first thing I'll say for me, having Navi there, we finally got home, Navi's there, and, like, it, what? You were exhausted. Um, yeah, we, we went home the same night because we had our uh, midwife. Um, so everything that the hospital was going to do, our midwife was already hired for, so we were able to go home the same night. So Samantha got to sleep. And in my we, own bed. In, in, in our own bed, and Navi was up crying every five minutes. And I'll be honest, as tired as I was, because we were for almost three days now at this yep. point. Mm-hmm. So we're in the third day of being awake. We got home Sunday at like 1.30 a.m. Yeah. And... I, I, I'll be honest. Uh, Navi cried for the first time. I like heard her like crying, and every single time I got up to feed her, I just didn't feel anything. Like I didn't feel any of the exhaustion that people were talking about or anything. I literally just kind of sprung out, and I felt like all of my selfishness had left because I was so concerned with the baby and just saying like can we do this and you know keep this thing alive (laughs) um but i was just so concerned i just wanted her to be okay and can't believe how far she's come but um me too me too as in like me literally this is nine months and it's the first time yeah she's not with me yes this is our well my not my first time but this is your first time officially not being with her yes so nine months you are you have not been without her this whole time. Yes. And you're doing fantastic. Well, thank you. Um so let's go into questions. Our time is getting is drawn near. So we'll go into some questions uh, from Facebook. So we had this thing that we wanted to do where we have people ask us a couple questions. I think we have ten. We're going to mm-hmm. try to answer them all. Um so let's get into it. All right. Question number one from Mama Subal. Yeah. Explain your decision to keep the baby's photos off social media. Would you like to go first? Um, yeah. Uh, so, social media, in my opinion, isn't even a good space to begin with. Um, and a lot of us say that, you know, we need breaks from social media. We need these things from social media. And all you do is just constantly stare at other people's lives. So my initial thought when she was being born was I was like, I don't, I actually don't even feel that comfortable with posting her online. I don't even know nearly half of the people I have on my Facebook. Mm -hmm. I have no idea who they are. My personal Instagram was deleted, so I had my art page. And I was like, I don't even know any of those people. Like, I barely know any of those people. A couple of my friends and family follow it, but I barely know. I had 1,900 people on my Facebook page. I don't know 1,900 people. And how many of those people... Do I actually trust? Right? Right. So we had to do some cleaning up. Uh, So that was like my biggest point, right? There are perverts out there. Yes. There are people out there who, you know, they'll say, you don't know how many, how many of your photos have been saved by someone that you barely know on your Facebook or Instagram or something and are making fake pages of. Mm -hmm. God forbid someone does that with our daughter and it's just like, it's fucking creepy. You know, so those are some of the things that were going through my mind as to, like, why I didn't necessarily feel super comfortable with posting her online at first. And I agree with that 100 percent. My other thought is um, now that it's 2021 and yes, Navi biologically is born a female, um, but 
with everything that's going on um, with gender and, you know, the identity of that, what happens if she becomes 9, 10 or at whatever age and she doesn't feel comfortable in her skin and she sees all of her family like she'll look back and all of it on social media is her in these dresses that maybe she doesn't like or you know she feels some type of way and that's embarrassing to her like she doesn't have consent she doesn't have the ability to give consent and until she does have that ability i don't want anyone posting pictures of her yeah and if you care about her and you care about us reach out i'll send you a picture yeah 100 percent. like we're the last things that were on our minds as well, like, yeah, we had a baby and everybody's kind of hitting us up for pictures. That was the last thing on my mind, mm-hmm. period. Yeah. That was the last thing on my mind. I, I was not concerned with sending pictures and doing any of that. But, you know, obviously we're, we're, better, we're better equipped now to do that stuff. So if you guys want pictures, hit us up. Yes, we still don't give pe- people permission to post her, but right. if we trust you enough already, we would have already sent you a picture. Yeah. Um, I mean, or if you hit us up and we send you a picture, yes, we, we, we trust you. And, <laughs> you know, and we trust that you wouldn't do anything with that. Uh, so that's kind of the answer to like, that. Yeah, question. that answers that. So what's the next one? How do you manage to maintain a healthy relationship after the baby? I think. Did you know who that was? Someone on yours. That was on yours. Yeah. But I think just open communication, honestly, um, just being honest, like after the birth, when I was kind of going through a little bit of the postpartum depression and just like, it's hard. Having a newborn is hard. I just really had to talk to you and we continue to talk to each other and Mm -hmm. not forget that, you know, you are my first and my greatest love. And she is just an addition. Like, I do not in any way love her more than you it's a different type of love yeah yeah for sure uh and to your point like this is a this is a love that i've never had before and i've never experienced so yes i think one and this is just our personal thought we're not saying that this is truth right but in our experience i feel like this is just a different type that one could confuse that with saying i love her more or I love this thing more. It's like, no, this is just something different that you've never felt before. Yeah. Um, I'd do anything for for our baby, uh, period. And I think with that, if I'm willing to do anything for her, I was already willing to do anything for you. So we continue to have good communication. I think 100%, if I could ever put any, like, what I'm proud of on our relationship is that we really communicate with each other. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like if we are upset about something and we've really learned like. And I was bad at it at first, guys. So you were bad at just not talking about it. Yeah. I was bad at it at being combative. Yeah. If you came to me and you said something that you didn't like, I would immediately get defensive. Yes, that's true. But we were able to tell each other that and we had the maturity to to listen to the other person. Damn, I do get combative. Or, damn, I guess I'm not saying what's on my mind. Mm-hmm. And constantly reassuring each other, I love you, I am here for you. If I need to do a little bit more growing up for you to trust me so that you can talk to me, I gotta work on that. And we, and we have, we've, we've come a long way, a long way. Indeed. So I think that's how 
we are able to just maintain a healthy relationship. That came from Tiana Bennett on Facebook, uh, that question. So what's the next one? Um, what was the hardest part about having a new baby and working? This is from Amy um, mm. from my sorority, who is pregnant. Congrats. Congrats. Yes, very exciting. Um, so I was very lucky. My job was great. I worked from home most of the time. I would go into the office every now and then with Navi, but I don't think I have a true right to talk about this question. So you go um, ahead. Yeah, you got super lucky. I And I'm still very fortunate. Yeah. Very, I mean, we've both been super, super lucky that we're able to kind of have you just chilling out, maxing, relaxing all cool and I work and I'm I'm 100% okay with that. Now, for me, going to work, it was hard, you know. Um I'm not a religious person, but I did definitely have a cry on my first time driving to work afterwards. I I like I just cried cuz I was very thankful. Um and and that was pretty much it. I uh, I think how I deal with it though is I just know that there's other people who do it and it's harder for them. We have been so lucky. I feel like I don't have a right to complain. Like, it's just no right. Mm -hmm. You know, like, no matter how hard it is for me, someone else out there is struggling with this on a much worse level. I go to work and I sell shit. I stand up. I can sit down if I want to. I can take a break when I want to. I live a mile away from my house now. Like, I, I work a mile away from the house now. Like, mm -hmm. I don't have a right, you know, to sit there and nitpick and, and complain about going to work and not seeing my baby like I can go on lunch and see my baby if I want to there's other people who are single moms single parents maybe don't have good relationships with their significant others or their baby uh baby's mom or baby dad you know so they're struggling a lot more so that's how I can say for me that's how I handle it I just I channel my inner dads and um and and they give me strength so that's that's it um Question four, how do you deal with your birth plan not going the way you expected it to? This is from Angie. Okay. So this definitely happened to us. We got transferred to the hospital. I think as hard as it was, like Shaquem and I were both crying when she said that we were going to have to be transferred to the hospital. Yeah. But I think in that moment, it was really just listening to the medical provider and doing what was best for the baby. Yeah. You it know, was... as long as you have your baby in your arms and you're both safe and healthy... You know, even even if you end up having like a NICU baby and they have to stay in the right. hospital a little longer, you're going to listen and eventually your baby is going to get strong and, right. and it's all going to be in the past. We've had, you know, we've got we've got such good friends and family Like we know people whose babies were in the NICU. Right. Like mm -hmm. look at our two of our best friends. Yeah. And, uh, you know, our very beautiful niece, Leanna. And mm -hmm. look at how far she's come. Happy that birthday, by the way. Smart. She's she's smart. She's gorgeous. Yes. I mean, like, and she was born a little prematurely. Mm -hmm. So we knew we had those strong examples to kind of go back on. If something happened, like, she's going to be she's okay. She's going to be okay. We knew it was going to be okay. And we just kind of went with the flow. Mm -hmm. This is from your dad, okay. Mr. Boyd. What role does a man play in the delivery process? And what should a man do to support his birthing partner through it all? So 
I don't, I'm not going to speak on all men, but um, I think the best thing that you did for me was to just be present and hold my hand and let me squeeze the shit out of it when I needed to. If I broke a finger, I broke a finger. Um, But you constantly, you know, just how you said earlier, like we didn't even need to say anything to each other, but just our relationship, our trust, our honesty that we have, um, just your presence and knowing like I had your support was all I needed. Yeah. Um, you gave me water when I needed it. You held my hand. Yeah, That's it was literally, just there, man. yeah. I, I, you were doing all the work. I was just <laughs> there to be the punching bag, really, like honestly. Uh, so that, that was pretty much it. I just needed to show support, period. All right, next one. How does being a parent change your perspective on your own body? I think this was Serena. Okay. Um, I think this one and the next one, what shifts have you noticed in your relationship since becoming parents? I think they're both from Serena. Um, so perspective on my own body. Luckily, not much other than my group, my, my grew, my boobs grew. <laughs> <laughs> like literally the day after I gave birth, I stood in front of the mirror and I looked down and I was like, hello babies like what (laughs) they were juicy um (laughs) full of milk so but luckily my body kind of snapped back pretty quickly um 125 before um around the same and you were 145 43 at birth birth, and then you floated or uh Two weeks later, mm-hmm. three weeks later, you were 117. So yeah. she kind of just snapped right back. But, um, um, I just feel empowered in my body now. Like, I birthed a child, like a human living organism. I did that. So it's fucking sick, man. Yeah. What conversations do you look forward to having with your child versus which conversations are you not looking forward to and wondering how to address them? when that time comes Hmm. um so i think what i'm a little nervous for is her being biracial um and not truly being able to understand that aspect of her life luckily you know you are here to talk to her but um if she comes to me you know say you're at work and she comes home and she's like mom like why are the white kids saying this and the black kids are saying this? Like, I'm, I'm mixed. Like, I'm both. Like, I can only speak on half of that. And I don't yeah. fully understand what it's like to be black. And I never will, you know. I can feel for communities of people and I can read stories and hear, you know, things that happen and occur, but... I've never walked into a restaurant or a movie theater or just a room and been looked at because of my skin color or been treated a different way because of my skin color. And I think that's kind of what I'm nervous for. um, Yeah. Mostly. Um, Conversations I look forward to having with her. Everything. I can't wait till she talks. Same. (laughs) I, I know There's everybody's ba 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 ba. Everybody's like, "Oh, once she starts moving, you're in trouble." And I'm, I'm just happy she's making it this far. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care about none of that stuff. I'm just so happy she, she, she could be on the move all she wants. I'll be right behind her. Um, conversations, I guess I'm looking forward to having. 
I guess the one of, you know, women, you know, women in general, conversations about her being a woman and perspective and, and, and my perspective on her being a woman or whatever she chooses to be or however, you know, however her mind works in the future. But if she has any insecurities about being a woman, I want her to know, like, this is your world. You know, mm. this is it. This you you are you you have full control over you. Um, so those are just conversations I really look forward to having. Is just like be proud of who you are and what you choose to be. It's all you. you other people's opinions just don't fucking matter. Period. So those are conversations I'm looking forward to having. Conversations I'm not looking forward to having. I not nothing really. Um, I think everything has a, an a, a, an appropriate an appropriate answer. Like going to your topic, it's a, it is a scary one for sure, and we got to pick places to move that might be better when you deal with interracial relationships. And no matter how we speak on it, there's going to be somebody who disagrees with us. There's going to be somebody who disagrees with what you just said. There's going to be somebody who disagrees with what I just said. Mm-hmm. So we have to deal with that in our interrac- in our interracial relationship and our biracial daughter. But she comes from survivors. She comes from, she is not just black. Um, she is Jewish, right? Mm-hmm. And that that is a culture of survivors. And my culture, a culture of survivors throughout our history, that's what she is. And, and those are the conversations I think I'm looking forward to having. They're tough conversations, though. But ultimately, we want her to be proud of who she is. And where she comes from, and that's why her name—that's why her name is what her name is. She has a Hebrew name, and her last name is what our name change is going through. Is Adadeji. That means this crown has become two, uh, and with that, that makes us whole, right? So those are the things that make me just happy that she's here, and I—I I just can't wait to to talk to her about that stuff. So I guess that's really it, right there. Um, yeah, like. I don't give a fuck. Like, I, I don't <laughs> give a fuck about the the her. You know, she's gonna know who she is. Uh, I I really have faith in that. Um, thank you for having me here. But yes, yeah, we kind of ran guest. out of time. So, uh, thank you for being on the, mm-hmm. this episode. I think this was a very important first episode back. Um, and I'm excited to be back. We'll be doing this a whole lot more. This um, studio is insane, people. Yes. So uh, we are in Rec Philly. Uh, mm-hmm. If you haven't heard of them, they, they're an amazing. What they're doing is amazing for other creatives. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so excited to just be working with them. So, um, yeah, let's let's get it. Hit them up. Yeah. Get on the Human Podcast, people. If you want to talk about some stuff in in your life, let's talk about it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. I love you guys. I appreciate you all. Um, Peace.